Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm Sierra. I'm Steve. I'm Rich. And today we're going to be going over the Sinister films. Before we get started, there's a few things I want to mention. Uh, we're currently running a giveaway on our Instagram page, and we're going to announce the winner on May 5th on our episode that's being released that day. So really easy. Just go over, share the picture that we posted, and you can win a lot of cool stuff. And hashtag Horror Haven Podcast. Yeah, all the directions are there. Another thing I want to bring up is... I want to give a big thanks to Raven Diamond for the mention on her live feed the other day. It definitely helped us out, and we... Appreciate it? Appreciate it, and we suggest you guys go give her page a follow. She's working on a lot of cool stuff right now, um, a lot of short films, and... She does modeling, too. Yeah, modeling. She sings. She's a writer. All kinds of cool Thank- stuff. Thanks, Raven. You're the bomb. You're the best. You go, girl. <laughs> uh, where can where can our uh, listeners follow her at? Uh, I will share her page on our Facebook page. Or you could search Raven Diamond. I also want to give a shout-out to Lone Star Horror Show. They are a anthology that are currently working on their film. I believe they start shooting May 7th. Uh, we definitely are going to have them on a later episode to talk about their film, but we watched some of the stuff that they put out. and It's awesome. It's awesome. We're really excited to see what they come up with. Good music, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always love that. Uh, hopefully we could do a review on their uh one of their movies uh or that specific one in the near future yeah absolutely i'm really excited go check out their page lone star horror show i'm pretty sure the movie's set to come out in october October. yep so we'll share we'll share their page on our page also so if you find us on facebook or instagram all the details will be there uh lastly i want to talk about sylvester barzi's book planet dead we are Gonna have him on an episode next month when his book comes out, but he currently has a short story book that you can pick up on the Kindle, or you can order it on Amazon. Which we've it's already sh- shared the details for on Instagram. Yep, we shared the details. We'll share a little bit more. The book that he has now is Short Horror Stories, and we've checked out a few of them. We're gonna check out the rest of the book later on, but we loved it. Definitely creepy stuff, so go check that out. And with that, we'll get on with the episode. You think these are serial murders? I don't know. First one I found dates back to the 60s. The only link between all these cases is the symbol. The symbol is associated with a pagan deity named Bagul. He consumes the souls of human children. Christians believe that Bagul actually lived in the images themselves and that they were gateways into his realm. Children exposed to the images were especially vulnerable to Bagul's abduction. Sweetheart, what are you doing? Painting. I wanted to paint her picture. Who are you talking about? Stephanie. She used to live Sinister was released in 2012. It was directed by Scott Derrickson and it starred Ethan Hawke as a writer named Ellison Oswalt who moves to a house where a murder happened to work on his next murder mystery book, which he is trying to make his big moment, his big spotlight moment. Upon moving in, he finds a box of old Super 8 films in the attic that have a bunch of really messed up murders on them, snuff films, 
and uh, he starts looking into them and finding that there's something supernatural about them. He starts noticing this figure, which is referred to as Mr. Boogie. It turns out that it's a demon called a Bagul that feeds on children by convincing them to kill their families. I always like killer kids. It's always a good story for me. Yeah, I really enjoyed the uh, the first one because, like, it's kind of one of those things where it kind of just jumps right into it. You don't really get very much backstory out of the first one. Yeah. And then, like, by the end of it, you realize that, like, the children have a very big part into it. And then when the second one picks up on it, it's more through, like, the kids' point of view and everything. Yeah, they definitely so change I, perspectives in the movies. Yeah, so I thought that, you know, the first one, I looked at it as, like, the first one was almost not, not like, a prequel, but it was definitely setting up for the second one. Yeah, well... I mean, it, it definitely jumps right into it. I mean, the first scene in the movie is the snuff film with the uh, the family hanging from the tree in the backyard. Which I thought the way that was shot was actually awesome. Yeah. yeah. The uh, Super 8 like films. Of it. The yeah. Super 8 films were, yeah, they're really cool. Um, Very creepy. Yeah. that I think that, I remember watching this when it first came out, and uh, I know that was what stood out to me the most in the movie like how uncomfortable it was to watch some of those films with the hanging one it was also creepy because it was so slow and you like watched it like you literally like you know they're chilling there and then you watch the branch slowly like start breaking and then slowly rising up off the ground it was just like the whole thing about it was just very creative and I, I really like the way they filmed that and how they incorporated these little tiny mini snuff films into the movie, you know? I mean, by all means, they're not gory or anything like that, but just very creative ways that they showed that, like, these people were, like, murdered. Not to jump ahead too much to the ending, but, like, I guess I am jumping right to the ending. I kind of... I don't want to say it ruined the movie for me, but I didn't like that it turned out that it was the kids killing the families at the end. Like, I did. I'll I'll have to agree with you, Dylan. Um, I I for me, <clears throat> I I was hoping to see more of the the ghoul yeah. involved. Um, and he's really only shown a little bit. That was the I whole. I wish he was like uh, involved more with like I understand like the kids like setting up the deaths, but maybe him to pull like the trigger or you know Look, to actually cause the deaths. I I agree because I'm very into demons and supernatural like lure and everything. But that was the whole premise of this demon was that he corrupted, you know, pure souls before he ate and absorbed them, that kind of a thing. So it was like it wasn't really like it was almost kind of like, you know, it was a ritualistic thing because the kids had to watch the movie. It was like them being borderline possessed. But, like you Mm. know, so it but that was the whole premise about this demon was that it had to be. Um, summoned by either a ritual, a ritual they said, or through some sort of photograph, music, or some like art kind of thing that preserves the act. And by them filming it, it was like you know making way for the next kind of you know the next incident to happen. But it it wasn't like the kid just woke up one day and was like, oh, I'm going to murder my whole family. Like, he did have a big part in it, even though he was kind of, like, behind the scenes throughout the movie. Yeah, I guess, you know what it is? I wish we would have saw more of him involved. That's my only gripe on this film. Other than that, um, the Super 8 style is awesome. I like the absence of music or sound, I should say, when, like, the people are being killed on film. 
I don't know. It's just like it adds like an eeriness to it when you're watching it with in absolute silence. Well, it was filmed with like one of those old style cameras, right? So yeah, like, they actually yeah. filmed it with the Super 8. Um, That's awesome. What I liked about this movie, I feel like it really brought me back to being a kid and being afraid of the boogeyman. You know what I mean? Oh, I um, thought you were gonna say like bringing you back to like when you murdered your whole family. Oh no, I've never, I never did that. But like, it, I, I just, I think everything about it was really good and it was really creepy. And uh, the makeup on the Bagul was amazing. Like, looking at him, he was so fucking scary. Yeah, and yeah his say, appearance was great. I'm gonna disagree with Dylan and Steven on this one and say that I thought it was awesome that the kids ended up being the ones doing it because it, it wasn't really something that I expected from it. And um, I thank just, you, Sierra. I can always welcome. count on you to agree with me. <laughs> I feel whoa, like that whoa. actually happens yeah. very rarely. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I do agree with you. I, I I've always liked um, killer kids in the the horror movies. I feel like kids are so creepy. See, I'm the opposite. And, I I don't. Dylan, really... If we get to a Children of the Corn episode and you flip flop on us like a like a wagon, we're gonna call you out on it. Off. Well, no. See, I don't... here's the thing that I had the problem that I had with Sinister was. The whole movie with, like, the snuff films and the Bagul randomly showing up and stuff, I was really creeped out by that. And then I personally don't find kids scary because, I mean... do you have one? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't really see kids as a threat, like... Well, hold on. They they made it a point to point out that it wasn't just the kids that they used some sort of poison or anesthetic to incapacitate them. Yeah, I know that, but I mean, like, I just the the idea in general. Like, I don't find kids creepy. I would have felt, I would have enjoyed it more if it was the Bagul that was like somehow yeah, preying on them. Yeah, but that's so that's yeah. done in how the many Bagul movies was, where there's like, a the, creature the, or a demon killing killing people. You know, this was a unique idea on its own. Is that something that this this creature, the boogeyman? You know, that's that's essentially what he is. He's the boogeyman to these children. They're terrified of him. Even the dead children are terrified of him. But the Bagul is pretty uses, much the puppet master. Well, you that's the thing is, like... is he convinces them and he, he tricks them into thinking that they're, like, that they should kill their families. I know the story you of know? the movie. And I watched the movies. I yeah, just but didn't... that's the thing, though, is that <laughs> it wouldn't make sense to have him kill them with the type of... of a demon he is with the story they did but i'm saying if they took the story in a different direction i feel like i would have enjoyed it a little bit more if it was something else that was killing the family like steven said oh, if we're all entitled as long as the, as long as the family dies i'm happy <laughs> um looking into the movie a little bit though i guess the snuff films were like really hard to film um the one they had the most problems with was the pool party one which to me is the most uncomfortable one to watch yeah, that was creative. Yeah, uh, like, all of them were creative. But I like definitely that he's the not. He's party. not like, oh, that's creepy and that's horrible. That's and he's like, nope, that's creative. I it, appreciate it was. that. They were very creative <laughs> kills, but um, well, I, in the first one, that pool party one was definitely my favorite one in the first movie. Yeah, well, I, when they filmed it, I guess they actually had the actors that were playing the family tied to the chairs, and they were actually pulling them into a pool. So oh, they shit. had. To, yeah, so they had to do it in enough time to where they could get the shot, but the actors weren't getting harmed by it. Yeah, and then they Wait actually for them had to sink to the bottom and then like not drown them. Yeah, and then they also had the the guy who was playing the bagul was actually in the water underwater. He was he had weights tied to him to keep him under the water. 
Wow, how unsafe yeah. is that whole scene? <laughs> yeah, so, and then on top of that, filming on the Super 8 camera, they were running into a lot of problems with, like, getting the right lighting and yeah. just getting the shot perfect, so... That almost tops our last episode of uh, fighting a shark with no scuba tank underwater. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely some uh, some braver souls than I. Yeah, I so this is a Blumhouse uh, production, right? Yeah. I, I, uh, you know... They're really starting to come up a lot. I noticed on like modern day horror films is I wonder if they're like studio or production company, whatever they are, uh, is strictly horror or do they branch out in other I genres? I'm pretty sure horror. it is strictly horror. It's um, they're pretty. Big. I want to say his name's Jason Blum is the guy who runs it, and they're pretty big on horror. But they're very to me, they're very hit or miss. Like I've watched a lot of yeah. Blumhouse that I'm like, this is really fucking good, and then I've watched a lot that I'm like, all right, I could go what without watching this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I kind of I agree with you, and I I heard they're also uh, involved with the new Halloween. It's coming out in next year. I don't know. I I get really excited though whenever I see the opening and I see that scene with all the chairs and everything rising because like like you said, Dylan's very hit or miss. But when they hit, they're usually really good. Yeah, I mean, I I loved the first Sinister. I thought it was great. I thought it was creative. Um, the only complaint I really had with it was the whole like kid thing at the end. But other like than that, that. I, it definitely did a good job of giving off like a creepy atmosphere throughout the movie. I like the last scene um, when, after the girl kills her family, um, like the her father and her mom and her her brother, um, and the bugle picks her up and walks. Like I, I really like the look of that scene. It was really eerie. Like walk, does he walk into the? the he walks the... into a painting. No, it was okay. the it was oh, the projector the, screen. The oh, the projector screen. What happened? Oh, there yeah. you go. That's what I meant. The projector screen. Yeah. Yeah. So I, what is it? The bugle can only like. Or he's, like, brought up in the films? Is, like, that, like, a portal for him to, like, come yeah, out of? Yeah, they, they explain in the second movie that that type of demon, he can only be summoned through either, like, a regular demonic ritual or it's preserved in some sort of artwork, like music or film, obviously. And so when they start watching the movies, that's when he sort of gets summoned. And I realized in the first movie... um. You know, the second movie, it's like the kids find the tapes and start watching it. But in the first movie, it was the father who, you know, I don't know. We didn't really go too much into the plot, but he's investigating the murders that happened in that house because he he's like a writer. And um, so he's the one who's watching the movies, but he still summons the demon by him watching it. So it's not it's not that the kids need to watch the movie. It's that mm. he watches it. Doesn't the Bagul eventually get the, the daughter to watch the movie? Yeah, he does. He eventually do, but but if it wasn't for him watching the finding and watching the tapes, the Bagul would have never been summoned, and I think they would have been fine unless the kid yeah. in the movie and then started watching it. Yeah, that's, gotcha. that's my thought on it, though. I don't know. The snuff films, too, I guess uh, Ethan Hawke, prior to filming the movie, hadn't watched any of them. He didn't know what was going on in them. So all of his reactions when he's watching them right. on screen are genuine reactions because that's he's... Oh, that, yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I don't really like yeah, Ethan Hawke. I How thought Ethan Hawke, honestly, he, like, all right, you notice when he really starts losing his fucking mind when, like, He's trying to, you know, find, like, are these films, like, a sense of, like, connect... When, once he starts making the connection with these films and, like, the murder scenes, and you, he really starts to get on edge, I thought he did a great job of playing, like, someone who's, like, 
where this has completely overtaken their life and they're starting to lose their shit on it. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, when he's, like, we're pretty much ready, like, yo, fuck this, we're packing our shit and moving. Like, uh, when he gets to that point, like, I just thought his, his uh, acting was phenomenal. Yeah. See, like, obviously anybody in that situation would be genuinely freaked out. The only thing I didn't understand through, like, a uh, character standpoint is when he got to his, like original house and he found the box again with a thing that said extended cuts <laughs> why the fuck would you like clip it together and watch them yeah yeah that's true like i would just i would bring that box right outside and burn it again like i did with the you first went, box <laughs> yeah you went out of your way to clip the extended cuts onto the original tapes and then watch them like, it wasn't even like, oh, okay, let me play these. Like, he's, like, looking at it, and I'm pretty sure he, like, you know, connects, mm-hmm. like, the real. Yeah, I don't think that would have made a difference, though, if he didn't watch them. Like, I know that it is a pointless scene, but his, no, daughter, his, daughter, his daughter drugged him before that. Like, he was drinking the—you could yeah. see him drinking the cup, like, throughout the whole scene before that, well, too. They, they did say, too, it was like, well, this is— going into the second movie which it's not really ruining it ruining anything because the second movie pretty much has the same premise as the first yeah but they say you know the bagul actually makes a move and starts doing it like as soon as they move out of the house that they're living in Mm. (coughs) which begs the question if ethan hawk wasn't such a pussy and he just kind of like stuck out all this weird shit that was happening would they eventually get murdered, or would it just kind of like nothing would happen? You would just have to live in a haunted house. That's what I was wondering, too, after watching both the movies, but we will never yeah, know. Yeah, so the, what, the deputy really uh, starts to get involved, right? He's like a big fan. Deputy oh, Yeah. I, didn't, I feel like the actor who played the deputy, is he's not a good actor at all. I think that was the point. But I liked him. I did. I yeah. thought he was, like, the coolest guy ever, well, but I couldn't... He like, gets he gets really involved. That's an understatement, because he's the main character in the second movie. Yeah. Yeah, but he's, like, the only one who uh, uh, believes Ellison and that something's going on, whereas, like, the whole town is pretty much just kind of like, why are you here? Because... Uh, one important thing that's mentioned is, like, uh, Ellison Oswald, like, he doesn't have a good name with the law enforcement after, like, the books he puts out, so... Well, that's because it's just, like, the I, last one, because of the, the evidence he thought he he found, uh, the murderer walked free. Yeah. yeah. But I, I love the I love the deputy though. I love the my favorite scene in the movie is when they're in the hallway and they're looking at the hole and he's like, "Oh, it's probably squirrels." And he's like, "I found a scorpion upstairs before." And he's like, "Yeah, but you scorpions, hear have, scorpion. scorpions have feet, but you wouldn't hear their footsteps." <laughs> like, I know. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> it was such a cheesy scene, yeah. And he was such like a creep. Like he was totally the guy like trying to like get a little slice of fame for himself. Like, oh, you know that page where you like acknowledge like who helped you, you like a me? cop or something he's like oh i could i could be that guy like you know that and i think he was just a really big fan of uh ellison oswald's like work yeah i mean he's a fanboy you know obviously you'd be a fan if you acted like that like i've met famous people but unless i was actually a fan of their work i didn't really approach them and like talk to them and shit you know like one thing i did not like on, on, that i'm gonna mention is I think the soundtrack uh, 
in this movie that weird like drum line when like, really going down i love it yeah. I, every 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 time it came on i'd start like doing the drum beat on my leg and sierra just kind of <laughs> look at me funny <laughs> you know I, honestly it was it was uh, i don't know i found it very annoying and like it's not like i don't like drum lines or anything or any kind of percussion because like, you just didn't like it in that... and one of my it... favorite members is uh chris fenn who is one of the percussionists but uh, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I was just he the... up with that beat. But, yeah, I don't know. I just really couldn't click with that whole uh, drum line beat they had going on during the intense, scary moments. I was I was just like, kind of like, I wish it would stop right now. Like, I'm like, I'm kind of annoyed. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I it's ruining it... the effect. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it built up a lot of suspense. I thought it was really creepy. Like, it's very repetitive and just, like, the odd, like, voices and shit that's mm-hmm. on it. Like, it's very, I thought it was eerie. Yeah. No, I agree. I think I think it was creepy. I, like I said, I, I feel like this movie did a great job of of being like un, like not so much uncomfortable. Like it wasn't hard to watch or anything like that. But it was it was it was scary. And there was moments where I I would get tense watching it. Um, yeah, there were a couple I, of good jump the, scares. The thing I did not like about it is actually the jump scares. Like I think both <laughs> movies do it at the end, where it's like. Like, yeah, the face like, like pops up. It's like up the at face the end. pops up for no reason. I hated that. Yeah, I I didn't like that. That at all. annoyed me because it looked stupid. It was cheesy. It was dumb. It was just like, oh, let's get one more scare in. The first time I watched, not the first time I watched it, but uh, I hate I hard it, on jump scares. I bought it on uh, Blu-ray when it came out on Blu-ray, and I got my brother to watch it. And he's like a big sissy when it comes to horror movies. And I had one of those uh, Papazon chairs, like the the bowl chairs, mm-hmm. and he was sitting in it. And the whole movie is like, this is messed up, this is messed up. So the end of the movie where the face pops up, he literally jumped so high that the whole chair tipped over on top of him. <laughs> oh, shit. So <laughs> I feel like that's uh, that's one of the thing with a lot of these new age movies. Like, we do a lot of uh, classic movies yeah. in this uh, podcast, but... With the newer movies, they feel like it's a necessity that they have jump, jump scares. scares, and yeah. it's kind—it's kind of just like cheap because obviously, as a natural reaction as, of like being a human, if something pops out fast at you, yeah, your first be, reaction is, is to, to like. Back. You know why I think they do it? Maybe it's like because I've noticed this, and like when I'll I'll go see a new horror movie, like it's like every year theaters, it gets worse and worse. I think like they really like the crowd's reaction, and like in today's fucking uh today's culture like jump scares i don't know they seem to be the funniest things and uh, everyone will kind of chime in on it and like kind of laugh about it afterwards yeah so i think that's why they like what's the those one in movie there. we the saw only, where, the like, only the purpose i see literally jump scares. the only purpose i see from jump scares is like you you know when you see when they come out with an advertisement for they a movie. They have the movie. theater and they're, like, recording in the theater. Yeah, 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 like, trying to say how scary it is just because yeah. the whole theater, like, jump. Which, uh, another thing, um, I feel like horror movies today, uh, when it comes to the trailers, they release too much. Oh, it yeah, all the, best, all the best parts of the movie they put in the fucking trailer. Yeah, like, I wish they really wouldn't mm-hmm. do that because it's like, oh, I've already it seen the trailer, it. I know what's Let coming. Let her unmute herself <laughs> Uh, come over here. Hold on, Erica. Erica's gonna put in a, in a comment quick. Hold yeah, on. she's talking to us about jump scares Sorry. over here. <laughs> she, she's got a good point to make. Okay, so what I was saying basically is with like jump scares. When you're watching a movie, it's so one-dimensional. So you have this visual aspect of the movie, and it's 
it's developing, but there's nothing tangible. So with a jump scare, it's something physical that happens to the person watching. So it's giving you something tangible while watching something, basically. So that's actually have, a like, pretty good point. It's just like it's giving you a physical aspect because when you're watching it, you're just caught on what yeah, you're, you're seeing. On the so it's it's in. just exactly. So now it brings you into the movie. Well, it brings you into the movie. Yeah, you know what? I when you put it in that kind of sense of term, I definitely could appreciate the jump scares a little bit more. I just wish they wouldn't show them all in trailers. Because, like, <laughs> exactly. I, I love a good jump scare. I'll be the first to say it. But I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, like... I hate when they do it, like, 40 reaction. times in a movie, though. It's like, okay. <laughs> oh, where you're just like, all right, enough, enough. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. I love the movies, though, where they build it up really well, where you're like, okay, it's going to come, it's going to come, it's going to come, and then it doesn't come. And then you're like, no, come on, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen, it's going to happen. And then it doesn't happen, and then eventually it does. And you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it really well, got well, me that time, because I was expecting always, it twice. <laughs> you always know when, like, the music's building up, and then they, like, open the closet, and nothing happens, and the music stops. And yeah. then they, like, turn around. It's either, like, then or, like, five seconds after that point. Yeah. Like, always, like clockwork. That's what, I like, I can appreciate jump scares every once in a while, but I don't like when you're watching a movie, like you said, with the music and everything, when you know you're just sitting there and you're like, I know a jump scare is going to happen. I know a jump scare is going to happen. I like the buildup that you get to it. Like, it's, it's like... As you get tense and you're like, oh, God. That's what I'm saying. I appreciate I mean, some of them, but... I, yeah, I just... What was the movie? I'm trying to think. We saw it last year, and then we walked out, and we're like, that was nothing but jump scares. That was so stupid. Probably The Conjuring 2. Was it Conjuring 2? Probably. It was so bad, and we were, like, Wait, so disappointed. Little... All right, so back on Sinister. All right. Um, yeah. Another thing I... Like, I can't say I had a problem with it, but Sierra and I brought it up. The movie takes place in Pennsylvania, and... In the beginning of the movie, when he goes up in the attic, he, he sees finds a, scorpion. a scorpion in the attic, and I'm like, "That's right. what I'm sa- I, I said that before. I was like, what, "Well, what we figured out why." Yeah, well, That's we figured out why because later that on makes, he finds later on he finds a snake. Beauty's reaction even better too because yeah. acting like it, it's a natural thing to like yeah. have one. I'm like, we're from New York, right next to. Uh, Pennsylvania. I'm pretty sure I can confirm there are no snakes in Pennsylvania. Well, the reasoning behind that is that when he's talking to the the prof- professor, that right? Yeah. He the symbol for the bagul is a snake and a scorpion. Yeah, the three pictures that the professor sends at the end of the movie. One of them shows the bagul uh, represented as a scorpion, and one as a snake. So, did they did they ever go into more detail about the symbol that they write on the wall? Not really. I don't think Not so. Not really. They just said it, it's a symbol to that demon. I think oh. they said it was like a like a cult thing. Like cult that's yeah, but they said it's I not like it's... what like teenagers would put as like a cult thing. It's yeah. just like it's like deep cult. Like you you have to be in a cult to know that the deep cult. The deep cult. Yeah, I gotta say I do like how the daughter finishes off Ethan Hawke. Yeah. I like that it doesn't show it, but then she draws the picture and it's like them cut up into pieces. And they're like, like it, it, it shows it. Yeah, it doesn't show like her the actual decapitation, but you're pretty much you kind of like have See, the idea. It's kind and, of crazy. And then this Could just reinforces imagine? what me and Sierra were trying to say about like even though the Bagul didn't have like major face time in the movie, he definitely had a major influence on these children, almost to the point of like full possession. Because there's no way these little kids would come up with like intricate. And like gross ways, like even if a demon was no, trying to convince them. you to see, murder your family. See, I didn't. 
I didn't have as much of a problem with this movie as I did the second one. And, like, jumping ahead to the second one a little bit, the end scene well, we where the kid is the chasing the family around the house with the scythe. Like, yeah. I feel like they, he didn't drug them, so there's no reason why one of them couldn't just, like, like what the deputy ended, deputy no, ended he up doing. Did, he, he did drug them, but they woke up from it before he finished. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying later, like when they, they're I getting was just chased. I that he did. No, I know, but when they're getting chased through the house, they're not drugged or anything. There's no reason why they can't fight back, and they're just letting this little kid the chase them around. The reality of it is that I just don't think the mother wanted to fight back. It's her son. Yeah. Well, it know? was also the ghosts and shit, man. The ghosts were throwing shit all over the house. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's really no reason to like have to split up these two movies. We'll go over like a major plot summary. <laughs> For the second one, but we were just like, let's just reference both of them because they're pretty yeah, much the same premise. Well, do you, do you guys have anything specific else to say about the uh, the first one? Because we could do ratings and just talk about the second one. Yeah, so, I think I, I mentioned what I needed to mention about the first one. All the highlights for me, at least, and some of my dislikes. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the same boat. What would you guys give it for a rating? Who wants to go first? Dylan. Um... The first one I'd probably give like a six point five. I I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't put it up like as high as like some of my favorites that I've rated earlier in the, in earlier episodes. But I had fun watching it. I thought it was good in building suspense. I thought it, it definitely creeped me out. And who doesn't like a boogeyman? And the fact that I can watch the same movie like I think when we watched it the other night, it was like my third or fourth time watching the movie, maybe even more, and I can still watch it and feel creeped out by it. So I think mm-hmm. it's successful in that sense. So I'd give it a 6.5. Okay, I guess I'll go next. Uh, I'd have to give it a 6. Um, I would have rated it higher maybe if I would have got more screen time from the Bagul. Just maybe a little bit more involvement. I'm not taking it away that the kids mainly involved was bad because, you know, it is kind of scary to think about, like, the kid... The, the person you, like, raised, you know what I mean, your very own flesh and blood, kills you. I do think the Super 8 film effects were awesome, and the silence um, while the killings were happening added a great effect. But I guess just the lack of the Bagul really just kind of brought yeah. it down for me, because I thought he looked so awesome. See, uh-huh. I, I thought it was a great design for a boogeyman, and I just would have loved to see more. So I'll give it a 6. See, while well, I did say before that I wish the Bagul was the one that was doing the killings and not the kids. I do kind of like that they don't show him too much because it makes it creepier. It's more of a mystery thing. See, I do do agree with both of you. I think it would have been cool if they made it so the kids only set up the killing for the Bagul. So they, like, the kids drug their family, set up, like, in the, you know, um like on the chi- on the chairs for the pool or on the tree like they set everything up and then the bagul comes out and the kids kind of like run and hide and then the bagul like kills the whole family yeah like what i said earlier it would have been cooler for him to actually pull the trigger to the kill oh well i'm sorry you already said that steven no no i'm not I'm just saying like i'm agreeing with you like that's that's I'm what i was trying to get at earlier you did, was yeah. like i thought i wasn't totally griping about the kids involvement but if he would have done like the finish you know and just like did the actual kill? Like, I completely agree with you on that. That's what I'm trying to get Finish at. Finish him. Yeah, <laughs> fatality. Rich, Sierra? What, we get one Lady, rating now because we agreed? Ladies first. I'm going to give this movie a 6.8. I liked it. I thought it was extremely creepy. I think the Bagul was 
awesome. I think his makeup is great, and I feel that it didn't bother me that he didn't have a ton of screen time because it's not like he's a character that talked. So I don't think it would have benefited the movie in any way to have him in it more. It mm. doesn't. It wouldn't make sense to me. Um, I, I disagree. Like, yeah, he didn't. He didn't really have. You know, he obviously doesn't talk, but. I think it would have been nice to have more of him in the movie. Nah, I I, I just liked it how it was. I, you know, there's I really didn't have too many complaints about it, and I, you know, and for a movie that's come out recently, for me to 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 say it was decent, that's pretty big for me because the I haven't appreciated I haven't really appreciated a lot of newer movies. So all right, I mean right. I enjoyed you it. You don't need to yell. You don't. Need I'm to not yell. yelling at you. You're rich. Let me get that. Let me get that number. Uh, we don't really have to do an average, I guess, for this one, because I'm also going to give it a six. While I am a big fan of demons and monsters and everything, I do wish that he had a bigger part in the movie somehow, rather than just jump scares and stupid bullshit like that, because the makeup and the costume and everything was really cool. But I do appreciate that the whole lure behind him was corrupting children to you know, do his dirty work for him just because if he's a demon, he obviously can't absorb the souls of, like, pure, innocent kids. So it made sense that his whole thing was to, like, corrupt children into doing it. So, but I I, I did like it. I would recommend it to others. So I would say a six. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would definitely recommend it. Um, I'd say it's a different... um, I'm sorry, Sierra. No, you're good. No, you're good. Go for it. I was just going to say, I think it's a... It's a cool, uh, different interpretation of what the boogeyman could be. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think that's very, very interesting. And I think it's cool, too, because there's so many different, like, lores on on the boogeyman or a boogeyman type. So getting on to Sinister 2. <laughs> Shit. Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be dying. Officer so-and-so <laughs> comes back for the win. That's the plot line that I'm giving. Okay, I thought I thought this plot was slightly better than the first plot. So like this mother pretty much moves into this like abandoned house that no you know, it's not even set like she's not renting it out or anything. She's like squatting in it. No, I and... think a friend owns it and they're trying to sell it but they let oh, her stay there, okay. something like that. Gotcha. I'm so... pretty sure that's what it said, right? Uh, so, I don't remember. These, like, protective, ser- not protective, ser- child services people keep on, like, trying to stalk her and everything. And she has a really weird safe word for the kids to run. Rutabaga. Rutabaga, was it? Rutabaga. What yeah. is that? What is a rutabaga? It's, it's a type of vegetable. vegetable. Okay. But, like, it was funny because she's like, you remember what happens when I say rutabaga and, like, the kids say run. And she's like, okay, good. And then she says rutabaga, and they turn around. She's, like, holding their hands, and then she, like, screams rutabaga again. I thought that was pretty funny when she was, like, holding the kids' hands, and she still felt the need to say rutabaga. So, yeah, they're living in this house. Um, You know, it has – this one revolves more around the already dead – children ghost milo with the children ghosts i feel like they did such a good job on the bagul's like appearance and i feel like the children ghosts i feel like the makeup was really not great well it, it was very it was very different because like the one main kid who like with the tie milo? was like what do you mean malachi looking motherfucker he was yeah, he was actually like the story for this movie was based on um, Children of the Corn, and that okay, character you, that character was... was actually based on Isaac from Children of the Corn. That's I, what I meant to say, you. Isaac, yeah. not Malachi. Yeah. 
I was just yeah. yeah. Okay, but there he looked he looked completely like normal, like he could be like a living kid, and then all the other ones looked like fucked up and shit. No, when they first when they first showed all of them, they all looked normal. It was towards the end that they went yeah. um they went zombie, and I have a feeling that was to like lure the kid in without them being scared. Probably. Yeah. Well, obviously. I thought it was but, good too. Uh, I thought it was cool too because they, um, the way they get the kid to watch the movies was very like childlike. Because they're like, "Oh, well, you're having nightmares, so if you watch these movies, the nightmares will go away." And I thought that was, yeah. I thought that was interesting because it's like, tr- that's child logic right there. Like, well, I don't yeah, want to have bad dreams. So actually, I'm so glad you brought this up because it reinforces my point that the Bagul had a lot of influence on it because the nightmares he was having was about how at the end they set it up to kill the family. Yeah. So You know what though? I feel like the first one set it up to make it look like the Bugul is what made the kid kill. You know what I mean? But really it's the the fear the ghost children have of the Bugul that causes the kids to go off. It's not the Bugul at uh, all. Honestly. It's still- I mean, the Bagul is the one who absorbed their soul, so yeah, either way, Yeah, but the whole still... reason that they go for it is because the ghost kids make them so fearful of it, and the ghost yeah. kid himself is so fearful yeah. of it. So it's about watching the tapes, and it. I thought, you know, the deputy comes back because he's continuing the investigation that Ethan Hawke was doing in the first movie, trying to figure it out. What I really liked was the conflict between the brothers in this movie, Whose the, names were Dylan and Zach. Dylan and Zach, which was perfect. Jarvis. They weren't. But, no, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I thought it was really cool because they were like, oh, we're, we picked the one brother. So the other brother was like, why? Why not me? And he's like, well, the other brother is better than you. And like that whole manipulation. Mm-hmm. And so when the older brother was like, no, I don't want to do this. The younger brother jumped at the chance to fucking like take twins, his spot. Right? I don't know. They, they, they looked like they were twins. They didn't really say age or anything. No, it, but they did. They they purposely picked the weaker brother, brother to piss off the one that was stronghead. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it showed it showed the level of manipulation that they they actually were able to do. That's why that's why I thought the first movie didn't really explain too much about like what was actually going on. It was more of just like, you know, telling the telling the story about that one family. And then the second one you actually kinda experienced firsthand the manipulation, the talking into, like how how they were like fueling it and shit. But I gotta say the snuff films in the second movie, very like the first one was creative. This one was very creative too. I love the one with the crocodiles. Yeah, and I also love the one that the had one. the one with the electrocution where they yeah. filled the kitchen with water and they electrocuted them. That was crazy. The electrocution, and then also I'm a big fan of. I didn't really like. I've seen it in a couple movies, but I didn't really see it until I saw Game of Thrones when they put the metal bucket with a rat in it tied yeah. down and then they heat up the bucket so they oh that was so good yeah where the rat was ripping through the body due to the heat yeah i thought that was such a creative kill. and i never knew that like rats can literally chew through like metal pipes and shit like that so like yeah. the rats literally like eat their way through the person's body which is insane yeah, yeah i saw it on like bad boys 2 or some random ass movie they were talking about doing it but... yeah 
Um, Bad Boys 3. Yeah, it was some random-ass movie that I watched. We watch high-quality movies. um, Yeah, the the snuff films in this were definitely creative. I didn't find them as creepy as the ones in the first, but they were still really creative. I feel like the the whole environment of this movie was a lot less creepy than the first one, and I think that that caused the... Yeah. This the the films to not be scary. Yeah, and there's less mystery around it. I think yeah. that's what it yeah. was. Definitely. And they also they they also put a lot more effort into like you know all oh, the abusive father coming back. There was oh a lot. Oh my gosh, that broke my heart though. The I scene. wasn't a fan of that. That's what I broke Sarah, my heart because father involvement. Sierra was like. Um, when we were watching it, she's like, "This feels less like a horror movie and more like a like, like a divorce romance story." Drama. Yeah, but like yeah. that's the thing though is it's like the the, the scene though where the mom and uh, deputy so and so were sitting on the front porch. He was like, he looks at him, he goes, "It was Dylan, wasn't it?" And yeah. She's like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "He beat Dylan." And she reminds like, me a lot of me when I was yeah, a kid. and like oh, when the the father pulled up and the kid just like straight up peed his pants right then and there. I was like, oh, poor kid. Or like man. at. The- like when he, you knew it was like a fucked up situation when they like sat down for dinner and he, the deputy's like wondering why they're not eating and he was like, oh, the dad always like ate they, first. They got used to, to waiting for him to eat first. Oh, yeah. and then when she went back with him and he like went off the and started shoving the food, f- food in the yeah. kid's face and the kid's just sitting there totally just fucking torn down. <laughs> but, but this, yeah, so abuse. like that's what I'm saying. This movie was, it was directed a lot more towards like, the family drama aspect of yeah. it. Like, I think it took away from the, the overall plot. Yeah, I think it did. It I, uh, It didn't feel like a horror movie for the I, most part. Yeah, I did like it, though, how the Bagul was kind of catching on to that guy, like, trying to track him and doing research because, like, he was kind of getting haunted while he was, like... Uh, you yeah. know, like when he's in the church he and he sees the kids and stuff. Yeah. Well, he couldn't see the kids. Or wait, what did you say, Dylan? I'm sorry. When he's in the church and he sees like the shadow of the kids. Oh yeah. Well, oh, even before that, when he's doing like research on his computer and his computer bugs out, and then he like reaches down to unplug it, and you see the Bigul's reflection in the yeah. like blank. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's like, the thing is that that his whole thing he wasn't researching for the the case, but he was he was trying to stop it. Yeah, that's why he yeah. shot, he went to burn the house down. Yeah, he down. was trying to burn down the house, and when he got there, somebody had already moved in, and that was well. He had, he had no idea until he talked to the one per, the new new professor because he thought, oh, if I burn the house down, it stops. But that's what I don't understand. Also, too, in the second one, I mean, maybe maybe it didn't happen in the first one, but he fucking he burned all the tapes and recordings, and it didn't stop. And then all the guy, all the guy did in the second one was smash the camera. Yeah, I think it put a stop to because I mean the movies didn't like reappear right in front of them. Like it put a stop to it right there, and the kid basically was stopped at that point. Like he didn't kill the family, he didn't go through with it. But he didn't have. But the thing, the thing is, the Bagul still took him. So I don't know. No, because he he was still corrupted. He still killed his own father. He did light his father on fire, so that still counted. But maybe that's why they haven't came out with another sequel yet because, like, you well, know. I was, I was thinking the same thing, too. I said to Sierra because they burnt the last house down that the movies, like, the, the cycle was in. So I was like, mm-hmm. how are they going to continue after that? Because it's supposed to be, like, the family moves into the last murder house. But, but yeah, I've been, watching, I've been watching a lot of Supernatural and shit, and I know you guys are a big fan. Yeah. You know, it could be big the house. It could be it. the it could be the cursed object or something. Maybe the camera well, was the cursed object. Honestly, though, it could continue anyway because 
the snuff films from the first one were never brought up into the second one, so that leads me to believe that there's a ton of chains of these going on. It's not just one well, yeah. continuous chain. I think when that they, it's multiple we, chains. I think there's tons of them. Yeah, going when they on. were talking to the uh, the professor, when he was like, when they, he let him listen to the recording and everything, that was like in I think Germany or some other place. He was like, was there any other like transmissions like that? And he's like, yeah, like three that we know of. Yeah. So like, it, it's de- you're right, Sierra. I totally totally didn't mm-hmm. pick up on that, but I don't know. Um, the snuff films, the uh, they ended up going with 16 millimeter camera. Like they it's went for a film with, I'm assuming. No, I think it's just to give it a, a different feel, I guess. Mm-hmm. The only one that was filmed with Super 8 film was the Christmas one where the kid uh-huh. buries the family and alive. that's because they filmed it for the first one. Yeah, they filmed it. They were going to use it in the first one, but they yeah. ended up cutting it out. Well, they probably switched it because, like you were saying, it was a pain in the ass and gave them a lot of problems with it, you know? So why not switch the camera? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Overall, it wasn't the the worst movie I've seen. I just No, it just wasn't a horror movie. Like there's horror aspects to it, but I didn't think it was overall. I didn't think it was a horror movie. It didn't have that like it, it wasn't a continuous scary vibe. Like there were scenes that were creepy, but it wasn't there wasn't enough to, for it to be what I consider horror. Can I go back to the first one for a second cuz I remembered one of the films that f- fucked me up. Now, <laughs> the fucking uh the lawnmower one. Oh yeah, where like it's just darkness and then out of nowhere they're like pushing the yeah. mower and it's raining and then all of a sudden the fucking person pops up and re- yeah. I rewound this part like seven times and every time Sierra's like I didn't see anything and I was like they just ran a fucking person over and she's like I didn't see anything. I just, I just saw a lawnmower go and I didn't see it. like and he's like he's like are you kidding me? I was like maybe I keep blinking at the right spot. I don't know. It's very quick, but it, that one definitely fucked me up a little Do bit. Do you guys ratings? on point? Are we there? Are we at ratings already? I don't do you guys have anything else to say? I, I feel like it's like Rich said, like the movies are pretty like cut and dry. Not cut and dry, but like when you're talking, like talking about the first one, we basically cover right everything the for the one, second yeah. one. Yeah. It, it, they reference each other. Like, well, like number two has a lot of important information that explains number one a little bit more. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's do ratings then. Yeah. I'd give Sinister to uh, 3.5. Fair wow. For pass. Nope. Okay. Uh, I'd have to give it like a four. Um, I really disliked the whole domestic abuse and, like, the couple, like, dealing with the um, rights to their children. It just kind of, yeah, um, exactly. It took away from the plot to me and, like, the, I just wasn't about it. I was like, honestly, they could have just briefly explained, like, hey, I was in a bad relationship. She's getting out. Then this shit starts happening. I think the only major point of that whole thing was the fact that the guy told her not to leave the house and the father, like, dragged them out of the house. So I think that was the only major point about the whole domestic thing. Other than that, it was completely pointless. i give it a three. A three. Um, and I'm going to say um, I agree with Steven about how I feel like it focused too much on the family's background and, and not enough on, like, the horror aspect of it. As much as I like Deputy So-and-So, he, I don't I don't think he's that great of an actor. He's not lead role material. No. No, he's uh, background I would, I would agree on that. He's just, a, he's just weird. Like, and he, it's like, it's like, if I met him as a human and he was that awkward, I'd like him a lot, but it's just... Although, although the scene where he told off the one uh, state trooper... Yeah, that was really good. Bond, 
That I, was definitely badass. Yeah. Well, I, I think, too, like, the acting in the first one was all right. I think Ethan Hawke, like you said before, Rich, I think Ethan Hawke did an awesome job. He's, an, he's like, a really Yeah, well, he's a well big actor. actor yeah. I think the acting in the second one, like, the mom did pretty good, but other than that, there wasn't anything I was really yeah, blown away by. Yeah, but she's also, like, yeah. an actress. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I knew her from was 40 Days and 40 Nights. A Knight's Tale? Rich, you were the last one. <laughs> I'm going to have to go, what'd you say, Stephen? Five? A four. No, you... Four. Yeah. yeah, what I give the first one? A six, yeah. Gonna go... Gonna have to go with a four. Um, I... Actually, a five. I I liked how they kind of expanded on the first one and kind of, like, got more into the lure of the Bagul, and it definitely showed. But other than that, you know, there wasn't really too much that stood out in this movie. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. our average was 3.63. Yeah, so first one, first one's a watch. Second one, if it's on TV and you got nothing yeah. better to do, tune in. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I would absolutely agree with that statement, 100%. No Ethan Hawke, pass. <laughs> yeah. I only watch Ethan Hawke movies now. I see, I don't really like Ethan Hawke. <laughs> How fucking dare you? I already you? said that once. All right, that's going to wrap it up on our episode on the Sinister Films. We want to thank you guys for listening. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Horror Haven Podcast or email us at horrorhavenpodcast at gmail.com any input helps and we'd love to hear from you guys absolutely any suggestions reviews for us now too (laughs) (laughs) any suggestions anything let us know be sure to tune in next week we're going to be talking about witch films and we will share the details on what movies we're going to be going over later on in the week on instagram and facebook so with that thanks for listening have a good night